Welcome to the Jill on Money Coronavirus Market Update. We are recording this on Thursday at 4.33 Eastern Time. U.S. stock markets are closed for the week because when you wake up in the morning and this is in your feed, you'll be happy to know it's Good Friday. So all financial markets are closed. So this was actually uh, the best week for stocks since 1974. It's a strange week because this is also the week that we learned that for the third time we had a crazy number of weekly jobless claims. For the week ended April 4th, there were 6.6 million new claims. Previous week was revised slightly higher. So for the three weeks, 16.78 million new claims for unemployment. That is just a staggering number, guys. It's crazy. It's a 2,500% increase from early March. 16.8 million. I mean, we created 20 million jobs during the recovery from the 11 years, 2009 to 2020. We created 20 million, and in three weeks, they're gone. Now, hopefully, they're not gone. Hopefully, they are temporarily gone. Hopefully, people are taking advantage of some of these government programs, and we'll start to see some people come off unemployment. But for now, these numbers are daunting. They're terrible. And boy, it sure does put into perspective anything you could imagine in terms of whatever's going on in your own life. If you're just worried about working too hard or you're bored, guess what? It could be a lot worse. If you are one of these people, we want to hear from you. We want to help you through this crisis. Send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And I should also note, one of the really interesting things that occurred today was that the Federal Reserve announced $2.3 trillion of additional support for the United States economy. They're going to accept a broader range of securities as collateral. They're going to purchase up to a half a trillion dollars in short-term municipal debt. And they are introducing something called Main Street Loans. These are four-year loans for $1 to $25 million at somewhere between 25 and 4%. This is for, I would say, more like medium-sized businesses, but it's small to medium. Businesses up to 10,000 employees with revenues less than $2.5 billion, $600 billion for this. Um, if, if you do get one of these loans, your principal and interest is deferred for a year, but the few little restrictions here, you are not allowed to buy back your own stock, your compensation is limited and no dividends. So I think that's why markets actually rallied today. It had a lot more to do with the Fed than anything else. Let's get some questions out there. Um, and remember, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com. Topher writes, thanks for all that you do with your podcast. A year ago, I had some extra money and I was intrigued by the idea of building a CD ladder. Back then, the rates were great. So I set up a one, two, three, four, and five-year CDs. The first one is maturing soon, so I'm faced with the question of continuing. So the original rates, they range from 2.65 to 3%. Now the best I can get is 1.9%. Is it worth continuing? I don't really need the money for anything else at the moment. In your opinion, are CD ladders a neat way to invest? What can they ultimately be used for? Thanks for taking the time to answer the question. 
So a CD ladder can be really useful if you want a bunch of safe money available to you. You know, if you're going to do it, I would suggest keep doing it. I always tell, try to say to you guys that if you have some sort of game plan, try not to override it. So if you are going to build a CD ladder, build the CD ladder. Keep going with it. I know it's not great, but this is how it works. Okay. Tyler writes, um, I want to thank you for the questions you've been answering. And he says, you do a great job at making things applicable to so many situations. That's so nice. And, oh, he says, thank you for the advice a couple of years ago about getting rid of my whole life insurance and my Tesla purchase. Oh, my gosh. I hope he didn't buy it. Did, is this the guy? I can't remember what happened. Anyway, here's the background. I'm a 25-year-old guy. I'm happily engaged to be married in August. Stable, secure, full-time job, software engineer making $110,000 a year. My fiance is also 25, full-time event planner at a nonprofit making about 40 grand without benefits. Currently, job is temporarily ending in July, maybe extended with permanent benefits, although COVID-19 might impact that. Assets, 401, Roth 401k, 45 grand, 401, Roth 401k, part-time job, blah, 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 blah. There's debt, a car loan at 4%, a personal loan at 15%, credit card zero, rent 1600. Okay. Given that uh, I make over the $99,000 cutoff, I won't get a stimulus check. My fiance should get a stimulus check of the full amount. When we get married this year and file jointly, what happens when we could make over the $150,000 cutoff since the penalty is based on 2020 taxes. Do we have to repay the entire $1,200? You probably won't. First of all, that's your gross. So, you know, remember, this is based on your adjusted gross income. So if you're putting money into your retirement account and it's coming out pre-tax, then that will reduce it. And also you're going to get, you know, a standard deduction. So let's look and see what it is. It could be reduced. You won't have to repay the whole thing. Um, my sister is a dependent of my parents. She's graduating college this year, starting a new teaching job. She will not be a dependent in 2020. Do my parents have to pay a $500 penalty to repay the $500 check they will receive for her? If she's a dependent, then they're not going to get $500. So that's number one. If they're claiming her as a dependent, they won't get $500. So that's not even uh, relevant in this case. Tyler says he took a loan out for a wedding with a plan on selling some company stock after it turned to from short-term gain to long-term gain. Given the recent downturn, the long-term stocks won't be enough to cover the loan. My new plan is to reduce my 401k to 6% to get the match, stop contributing to my house fund, stop contributing to this company stock, stop contributing more to safety net, and so I can knock out the loan faster and wait until the stock bounces back before I sell. Thoughts or suggestions? Mark, what do you think I'm going to say? Okay. First of all, don't stop your 401k. Don't stop contributing to your house fund. Do stop contributing to the company stock fund. Don't stop contributing to your safety net, but sell your company stock and be done with it. It's ridiculous that you even like, this is just un, un, just an absolute example here of why I can't stand company stock because I don't care where you work, what you do. I would take the money from there. I'd knock out the personal loan and you're paying 15% interest. Come on. That's insanity. You should have just sold it to begin with. You got greedy and now you're going to pay the price. Get rid of it. Be done with it. Good luck on your wedding though. Uh, okay. Charles writes, I'm helping a close relative with funding for legal defense. My credit is poor. So a traditional loan or a refi is not an option. I have around $17,000 in 401k funds available via a loan. Are there other or better options than a 401k? 
I'm helping a close relative with funding for a legal defense. I got to know more about this. No, don't take out a 401k loan until I find out more about what's going on. Okay. Zoe writes, "My, um, I discovered your podcast a few months ago in an effort to become more financially literate. And I'm a huge fan. Appreciate your honesty and knowledge. I'm 27, a planner, lowish risk taker with money, a little late to the game, but finally felt ready, excited to invest. Then the pandemic hit. I feel less sure of what to do and what the future holds. I thought I'd ask your advice in a two-part question. Zoe says she's paid off her debt aggressively, and she's lucky to have a job that allows her to continue to work from home. She's got a little savings, an emergency fund, and she was planning on taking the um, portion that's over and above the emergency reserve, $3,000, that she's been saving up to start to invest. I was planning on putting $1,000 to jumpstart my Roth IRA. My company does not match. And $1,000 in a target date fund, $1,000 in an ETF. Okay. I've never invested before. Do you have any insights, advice, red flags about this plan? Do you think the market will correct itself? Do I stay the course knowing that these are long-term investments? And okay, I know. Of course, Zoe, you are nervous. Of course you are. You really would have to be numb not to be nervous. I think the game plan is fine. So here's the idea. Pick one place where you want to build a relationship. You can do that with a robo-advisor. You can do that with a mutual fund company. doesn't matter. You're going to try to keep your costs down. So you're going to take this $3,000, and I think you just put it into the Roth. And in that Roth, what you should either do is choose a target date fund, or you're just going to pick a uh, go through a, like a, an online advisor. You mentioned Betterment or Wealthfront or one of these places, and you're going to try to fill out the the risk assessment questionnaire and let the model do what it's going to do. Don't get involved with picking ETFs and make it easy on yourself. I think that's kind of where I want to go with it. So Zoe, going to end on that. That's a really nice way to to go because I think what's really cool here is that. You know, here's somebody who's 20 something years old and scared, but saying, I want to do it. Come on, let's do it. Okay, it's a good Friday from the nice Jewish girl here. I just want to remind everybody that uh, you should really count our blessings for whatever you have. And if you're really nervous and you're anxious, we want to hear from you. It's important that you reach out. You know, I've been saying this on radio and TV for the last month. So much of what's going on is anxiety provoking. We cannot control this. But what you can control are the the little pieces of your financial life, the personal finances, and we can help you with that. So please do not hesitate. Just send an email, ask Jill at jillonmoney.com or go to jillonmoney.com. That's our website. And certainly you, if you're poking around there, we've got a lot of resources in the resource section. We've got great links up for more information about coronavirus plans and programs and links to super smart people who are doing great stuff. And if you wouldn't mind, just pass along this podcast. Tell people you know to subscribe to it so we can help more of them. So it's jillonmoney.com. That is our website. Oh, and while you're there, might, might as well sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Mark is working hard on it. All right. So that's it for today. Um, try to get some rest. We'll be here tomorrow. Maybe you don't even want to listen. Maybe you want to take a couple days off and then you can binge it on Sunday. Who knows? Wash your hands. Keep that social distancing. Be nice to each other. Lift somebody up who is in your life because these are hard times. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 